joined Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Good morning, Jill. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fiona. Hi. Um, today we are going to chat about, uh, we've discussed this, and we thought a great thing to chat about would be um, when to leave a relationship or why do we stay in relationships when we feel that it's not right for us anymore or uh, we should leave or whatever it is but and then sometimes we feel really guilty about staying or guilty about leaving what's your thought on that um i have had experience with this <laughs> <laughs> um I, so yes i was in a relationship if you can call it a relationship i would love to find another word for it, uh, for 12 years. And for those 12 years, I was just so unhappy. And thinking to myself, uh, oh, Jill, you, you, you really have a high level of tolerance, more than other people, because I don't think anybody else would stay in here this long. But finally, after 12 years, there was just a moment where it, I, I couldn't do it anymore and had to ask him to leave my house. And I you think know. that it, I, I was. I think it was. But the, you can't just sure, sure. just say one. Sorry, uh, I, I I was. You know, I'd been saying, Jill, you've got a high degree of tolerance. You have a high degree of tolerance. And at the end, I said, Jill, this was silly that you did this. This has nothing to do with a high degree of tolerance. What What were you trying to challenge yourself for? How high you could how high your tolerance could go before you before you make a decision so that added a lot more questions to it but i am so glad i mean life only began when i called it quits i think though that i having stayed in a relationship for seven years that i knew was finished uh I, I know for me that in every one of those experiences that I had there, I grew a little bit. Mm -hmm. I deepened. It didn't mean that I needed to stay. If anybody's, I'm not suggesting people stay. But it, it, the uh, Hawaiian elder that I worked with once said, once you get on that train, you can't get off and then you have to go. And I remember the, the, the time when I decided to leave. I was, you know, I just said, it came over me, and it was like, this is the time to leave. You're leaving now. And it was just, I said to him, I'm leaving now. And I just packed everything up and left. And it was like, um, there wasn't anything, and, and even another very close relationship I had before that with someone I love very much. And I was standing at the airport, and we were both crying, and he was saying, I don't know why we're separating. And I said, I don't know why we're separating either, but it's just happening. And I, you know, got on the plane and left. But it was like, uh, I was on a train. At that point, there was nothing with the one I loved and would have, you know, could have stayed with, and the one that I had been wanting to leave for both. It was both of those. There came a time where it just was done. Yeah. And I was on that train and I couldn't get off. It's interesting that you use the metaphor of the train because often, like that one relationship for 12 years that I was in, <laughs> it just takes my breath away. Um, I kept telling myself we're, that, that he and I were on different tracks. 
you know, going, so using that metaphor that you've just used as a train, I'm on this track and he's on that track and I don't think they're going to come together. I really don't think they can come together. But when the point came when I did leave, it was very similar kind of to yours where you just said, I'm going now. Um, I just said, you've got to, you've got to go now because it was my, it was always my house. He fall, I, I bought three houses and sold three houses trying to get rid of this guy. He followed me around like a bad penny. So um, I finally had to say, no, you go. And that, that was... That was it. I know for me with the, that the seven-year one that he was very derogatory about um, about anything to do with me. Like everything I did was wrong and my body was wrong, everything was wrong, even though I was... I mean, I didn't have a perfect body by any means, but I was pretty thin. And um, he... It, it, what it did with me, in a sense, though, was push yeah. all of that. And so that I started to... Qu- after First of all, I believed him. Yeah. And then after a while, I stopped believing him, and I started to question myself, well, is he right? Mm-hmm. And then I would talk to people, and then they'd something. And then finally, I came to a lot of, a lot of realizations in myself about the thing, negative things he had said about me. And um, it was actually an incredible learning. Again, I'm not encouraging people to stay. Don't yeah, stay. No, if don't stay if, 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 if you know you have to go. Um, uh, make sure you're safe. Yeah. Is, is for me is to uh, my my guidance would be just make sure you're stay, safe and not um, you don't want somebody like I had that followed you around for years and just moved in. I think the other thing for us, and I don't know how it was for you, but for most of us, especially when we're younger and we don't have as many experiences is reaching out to, to talk to somebody about it. Yes. I don't think I ever spoke to anybody about it because there was he was saying very negative things about me and it was kind of embarrassing to share them with, yeah, with exactly, people. yeah. And uh, so I didn't, but I think it would have been really beneficial to share them with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family was not into therapy, and uh, but it was uh, it, just even a friend to share them with a friend, so they could have given me some perspective. But at that time, in my early twenties, or so, it was I didn't really have enough maturity to be able to reach out and say, "Look, what do you think about this?" Yeah, and I think that's really helpful if you're in a tough relationship. And I think I would add one more thing: is to talk to somebody, talk to an older person. Um, not somebody your own age, but talk to an older person, and, um, and not your parents. It could mm-hmm. be if you have an uncle or aunt or it's your parents' best friends or close friends. It isn't that you, it's, you, you want some wisdom coming to you and not somebody reacting to the hurt that you're, you're feeling. That's a good point. To rescue you from from this person mm-hmm. so you know in in the culture of um the indigenous peoples it would always be go to a grandmother talk to a grandmother you know they're good listeners and they can understand they've been through a lot and they they can guide you and the question sometimes is where do i find a grandmother in these days you yes. know there are a lot around and and sometimes interestingly enough um you'll find them in more new agey crystal shops places like Mm -hmm. that sometimes they can be helpful and like anything sometimes you'll find great and sometimes you'll find people Mm -hmm. who really misadvise you but well you have when i say the word grandmother too i'm really talking in terms of 
uh, an elder, uh, which in the indigenous ways is 52 and older. Mm. Uh, that's when they think that, uh, they believe that we have reached a maturity and, and have a, a number of experiences and wisdom that we can share with others. So it would be, doesn't have to be somebody who's physically a grandmother, uh, but an elder, so 50, 52 and older, and just ask if they would be prepared to listen to a challenge you're facing and maybe offer some wisdom. Yeah, and it could be, uh, you know, I mean, there are lots of life coaches around. Mm -hmm. If you get an older one, somebody who's wise. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you can't do any of that, if you're in a relationship, if you get out into nature and you sit and you ask yourself, you start to challenge your own thoughts and you just say, look, is, is what he's saying right? I mean, is it truly right? And then just say, well, you know, that, that it's good just to sit somewhere on the earth yeah. and challenge, the, challenge your thoughts. Yeah, because I've had it d during that time um, where uh, I've been, anything I said, the answer was no or disagreed with. That's not true. That I've had that so much till you shrivel up inside. And that's not what a relationship is about. Um, my feeling is if you be if if somebody that in a, that you're in relationship with denigrates you in any way, shape, or form publicly or privately, um, step step aside for a moment and consider what, what's happening here. Um, this is sometimes what people say: if you stay in a destructive relationship too long, you lose a piece of your soul. And to retrieve that piece of your soul, so we talk, you know, about soul retrieval or people who who do that sort of work. It's just a really damaged part of of a, of a human being. But if you feel that this is happening to you, um, protect yourself. Absolutely, and also you said you lose a piece of the soul, but it hap and it happens because we put start to put those posters mm -hmm. all over ourselves, and we no longer are able to see like I am this, I am stupid, I am whatever it is, you know. And you stop being able to get to the joy and the delight, and and I I think one of the great teachers, I'm not sure it may have been Jesus, said, "Be as the little children." Mm -hmm. um, and I, as much as we can do that to find things, if you're going through something, uh, go and uh, you know go go to a playground and just swing, or uh, you know or run sit by a tree or sit under a yes. tree. Go hug a tree. Walk by the ocean. Walk by the ocean. Put your feet in the water. And it's just so those things. There are ways to gather consciousness because everything is happening to help us to gather consciousness. I know for me, coming out of uh, that relationship, I came out much, much deeper mm. than I would have done if I hadn't. Again, you know, this is like a fifth time I've said it, but it's not that I'm encouraging people to stay because, you know, consciousness grows anyway. But it is somehow, sometimes through adversity, that we get the greatest consciousness. Yes. And so for me, that relationship was very beneficial in that. It was hell when I was going through it. And if I'd known how to question my thoughts a little more, it would have been yeah. helpful. But I believed them, and I, I, I looked inwards at the post-its as opposing to sitting back in who I was and looking outward at the world. And w one thing that I realized is y even if you're in a terrible relationship and there has been damage done, um, 
and you remove yourself from that relationship rather than feeling guilty or you've done something to him or her. Um, what I've always done is, okay, so what did I learn about this experience? What did I learn about me? Not what did I learn about him or the other person. Mm. What did I learn about me? And if I can learn something like that, I can let go of the pain of it and step into the wisdom of it. That's so great. Uh, and also, I sometimes people don't leave because they're scared of where, you know, of uh, many women, is just somebody I heard of the other day who had been almost 10 years in a relationship and everything was his. I mean, all the credit cards, everything, all of the money, she, money, she, all went to his. And in my first relationship, I was the money maker, but I put all my money into his account. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it was, but in the first relation, in that, it wasn't my first relationship, but the first marriage, I actually, when that moment came for me to leave, I only had a s small amount of money left. But I just walked out anyway. Mm -hmm. And actually, I lived on the floor of a friend's living room for a while. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, I could afford half a bedroom. Mm -hmm. And because I had, I was getting people who were wanting sessions, and she knew some people and, and recommended them. And so I rented half a bedroom. And then after a while, I could rent a whole bedroom. And so, you know, it's amazing. Admittedly, I was in my 20s. It's different in your 20s or early 30s. Let me see. I was in my late twenties, uh, so if it's harder when you're older, because there's that feeling like if I step out, I'll be on the street. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you can look around, almost always there is some way, yeah. some and, way to move. And if you are older, there are still shelters that will take in any abused women. Mm. Um, I used to work on on the Lakota. Rosebud Reservation, South Dakota, uh, for uh, in a in a the White Buffalo Calf Woman Society for abused women and children, um, and you, I, I learned a lot about the stigma, and also for it's always expected that the woman would take more uh, that deserves less than the male. So the male is more important, so that's the one that's listened to. So it's a cultural thing, too. Mm -hmm. It goes all through the world. Uh, about that's true. That. And, and also... So don't, don't, don't... I'm just speaking to you out there. Don't let that deter you. There are ways of uh, getting out of relationship if it's really derogatory and negative for you or harmful to you, whether whatever age you are. And that, that is so important to remember. And just not long ago, I heard of a person who owned a store, and she found out this young woman was living in her car, so she offered her to, to sleep on the floor of the store. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she found a little cabin that she bought onto the property, and the person's staying there temporarily. But sometimes if you ask a friend or ask in the community, you'll find someone might have a little space, mm -hmm. like just like I had a space in the living room. I'd roll up my bed at, in the morning and throw it under the stairs, and then the day I would, uh, you know, I would just be doing whatever. In the night, I would pull it out from under the stairs and sleep in the living room. So sometimes, you know, there are surprising people around that that are that will help you if you, um, particularly 
put that out. I, I do want to address being a victim. Mm-hmm. Please. Because when we're a victim, it, it keeps us in that cycle of abuse. And it's very easy to be put in that place very, of a victim. Very easy. Because most of the culture is victim-like. You know, it's like someone's done something to me. But if we can be aware when we slip into the energy of victim, it, it's, uh, it, it takes everything away from us. And if we can question that again, just say, am I really a victim? Or at any point, could I have, if I couldn't because I didn't, but, you know, I, di- I did have the ability to move. So it just, just so that we, we realize we're not a victim, that we are yeah. powerful. And we are, we, if we can change our thoughts and we can change the way we think. And I still love the, the, the basket for putting our thoughts in the trouble. The burden part. basket. Yeah. And if we can use that and then if we can reach out to friends, family and anybody in the community that is around, there are amazing, unusual support groups around that yes. are free. Yeah. And the other thing that happens when you make if you make the decision for your own spirit, soul, safety isn't that funny? Spirit, soul, safety, the three S's. Huh. Security. Four S's. Four, four S's. Um, it, it, there's a, there's a, um, a pride in yourself that begins to grow, that uh, you begin to have a real relationship with yourself as opposed to just having a relationship with this other person who's doing this to you. You're having a relationship with yourself, which is so powerful. And Absolutely. And uh, when we live in the way you just said, which was having a relationship with someone, the, then we're tending not to have a relationship with ourselves because mm-hmm. we're having a relationship with with who we thought we should be mm-hmm. or, who, or who we were we, told. Or, or what he wants us or the other wants us to be yes that, we try so hard and of course it will never never work often I mean it will work occasionally but it constantly pulls us out of who we are and so all the others we've got so many shows on be yourself everyone else is taken and things like that you may want to check through some of those shows too because in the end it does it is about being okay in who we are so that we can look out and say well, what she, she, he, or whoever is saying is not me. I'm trying to remember the village that is in Africa where it's completely made up. I think it's Africa. It might be India. I'll have to research this, but okay, sorry, everybody. But it's all women who have been abused or mutilated or hurt in somewhere from their, their partner. So the women all came t- together and they run their own village and they have a school and they have a hospital. It's amazing what can be done when we take ourselves out of uh, an abusive situation. For men and women. And I, and I mention either India and Africa because I'm not just talking about the United States where things are available or Europe where things are available, help is available for people. In many countries, there are, there is no help available for women. No. Yet women can help women. Yes, and, and that helps getting anywhere. Together. Yes, and it's also for for men. It, 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 it these all of the cultures we're talking about a male base. I mean, what do you call it? Pr- 
Whatever, controlled yeah. by males, but <laughs> mostly. But, but fraternal, uh, paternal. What is it? I don't know. But there's still a lot of males out there that are in abusive relationships too. Yes, and it's not. And we also, I've always, I realized when I looked back at him, that uh, that partner that I, that husband that I had, he, when I really sat in me and I looked back at him, I realized that he was struggling and suffering. Mm. And then that's when I really let go of being a victim and realizing that he wasn't actually doing something to me. I was wanting him so much to give me this mm. and to um, yeah. to be the person I wanted him to be and to create a situation I wanted him to create and to have the energy I wanted to have rather than just looking at, okay, this is a, this is a person who's struggling himself. He can't give me those things. Yeah. So I can't try because if I do, then he's going to lash out out at me do you know what I mean so it was very helpful for me when I realized that and that's when I stopped being a victim after the fact Mm -hmm. after leaving because before that I was very much the victim Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's an interesting situation relationships and knowing when to go and uh, what is the mantra that you would suggest for people who uh, men or women who are in a uh, relationship that it, they, is not a good relationship for them, how? What is the mantra? What is it that they need to tell each other daily? They tell no, tell themselves. Sorry, daily to keep the strength to have the moment in the sun where you walked out. I, I actually got him to leave, but there was that. Uh, I call it a moment in the sun. That's when it happens. So, is there? Something you offer for people who are going through that stage about I'm I'm scared to leave, but I've got to leave, or I don't know what to do, and they're being crushed by the negativity. Uh, there are a couple of things. One is reach out for people who love you and mm. who care about you, or who who do say positive things about you. And if you can't find any, then start saying positive things about yourself. Which is for me, it would be like a, you can even get a. Um, a mala from a new age store mm-hmm. and you can wear it around you and you hold the beads and every time you do it you say I am I am who I am and I am enough I am beautiful I am loved I am sometimes some of those things will not work with some people you have to say yeah. whatever it is ask yourself what are my strengths yeah. what are my gifts and then you keep saying that I am creative I can walk really yes. well I can garden yeah. I can, all the things that you can do, I, I love animals and animals love me, or uh, I can ice skate, or uh, I'm great at cleaning my house, yeah. you know, anything like that, anything positive that we can think of, um, I, I can write really well, or I can sing, you know, any, and it doesn't have to be big, uh, it, it, it could even be, I really do a great job of cleaning the house, I love the way I clean the, the kitchen, whatever it is and and for you know for some people it may be I love the the bike I ride I really ride I enjoy riding um I love sitting at my desk and typing on my computer I love getting a deal finished it could be anything mm-hmm. that that just is is saying positive things exactly. about yourself exactly and you know again I have to stress would you get up in the morning if you've been browbeaten or male or female um you brushing your teeth or washing your face in the morning, you look deeply into your eyes and, you know, I would wink, wink at yourself, 
smile at yourself. Show, look deeply into your eyes and find the gift of the uniqueness of you and treasure it and smile. You can even do a, like tipping your hat would be in, in Ireland. It would be give a little wink, you know. And, and sometimes it is faking it until you're making yep, it. Yep, always. Because in the beginning stage, you probably won't believe any of that. So you just say, I'm going to pretend that I do believe this stuff and I'm just going to keep doing it and after a while you actually will it, let, just a little story about I guess I was 15 and I was at a dance party uh, long many years ago and I was dancing with somebody who you know didn't I, I didn't think you know uh, you know it was just a you were 15 yeah, yeah I was 15 <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say it without having any judgment about it. But um, And one of my mother's closest friends, who was one of the chaperones at the dance, uh, came over to me after, after that dance and whispered in my ear. It, it was like the fake it until you make it. You're not going to have fun unless you look like you're having fun. So if, if somebody takes you on for a dance and it's somebody you don't like, pretend you're having a great time. The best advice I think I'd ever been given. I had the greatest time because other guys, they saw me having a good time smiling. They were cutting it all. Oh, I want to have, I want to dance with her. I want to dance with her. And it just changed everything. So I'm a total believer in fake it until you make it. And personally, for, your, for ourselves, if we get up, uh, like if I get up and I'm going, you know, like that, and I just go, <laughs> it's going to be a great day. I'm going to have such a great day. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stay. I'm going to have more energy to Today I'm gonna, you know what I do that in the morning if I wake up a little blah, so I think that's a great idea. So closing down, if you are in a relationship or if you've left a relationship, it it's an incredible learning tool. It's an incredible gift, and to step out of the victim and to step into you and to really find that essence and the exquisiteness of you. Yeah, and find the gift. The, the, that you've learned about yourself through this challenge because one day you are going to be an elder, you're going to be a grandpa or grandma, and people are going to come to you saying, how do I get through this? And the wonderful thing is that you really can't help people as easily with a lot of stuff unless you've been through a yes. lot. So this is what uh, the Lakota would say, you're gathering medicine. Mm. Just don't stick in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Fiona. Let's drive radio.